his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. This is Issues 2019. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is retired Wichita television meteorologist Merrill Teller this week. Good morning, Merrill. Good morning, Mike. Welcome to Issues 2019. Yeah, July 23rd, you gave your last, your final forecast. Yes. After 38 years on uh, KWCH Channel 12. Right. What was that last eyewitness newscast like? Oh, I uh, <laughs> had a little trouble with the computer, but that's not unusual. You know, guys our age and computers don't always go together. <laughs> but everything went up from there because that was at the beginning of the show. Trouble but, with the computer. Oh, you know, that's, that's the way things work sometimes. Yeah. But no, it was... Really very mixed feelings uh, at that point in time. I mean, I, I was ready to retire. There, there was no question about that. But still, leaving behind 38 years of memories uh, is, is a hard thing to kind of put behind you. So I had pluses and minuses with that. During the course of the, the, the newscast, did you get any ups and downs then or uh, emotional? Not really, because I had to concentrate on oh, what I was yeah. doing. So we, we still had a job to do, That's even right. though it was the last time to do it. Okay. But uh, I would say a little bit beforehand and, and certainly afterward. Uh, did you have any idea how many newscasts you did there? You know, I've what, never you tried. T- two or three a night or one well, or Well, it, it varied over the years. Yeah. I mean, the last couple of years, it's just been two a day. Uh, but, you know, there was a time when I was doing three, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes four. So I've never really tried to figure it out. I know we gave out over 20,000 umbrellas in my time. Uh, <laughs> well, there. That's a landmark. That's a lot of, a lot of umbrellas. It is. Well, let's talk a little bit about, I mean, you and I have known each other for a long time. Yes. I want to know, but I don't know anything really about your background, where you grew up, went to, where you went to school. I uh, uh, grew up on Long Island in New York, the town of East Meadow. Uh, college was Rutgers University in New Jersey. Came out to the University of Oklahoma. Please don't throw things, fans. <laughs> really? <laughs> For some graduate studies, although I have to be honest and upfront, even though I'm not a politician, uh, did not finish my master's uh, at OU. I had the opportunity to get involved in television weather, and uh, that was in 1975, and that's when I started. So 38 years here at uh, Channel 12, but uh, 44 years in the TV business. Now, OU, has it got that great reputation as a, as a weather school? Can? It does, particularly for down severe weather. Where, where Norman is and, yes. and the, the severe yeah. weather and all that. Uh, the Severe Storms Laboratory is there. The National Weather Service, uh, Oklahoma City Forecast Office is actually now down in Norman. In fact, the building where all of that uh, has come together over the last decade uh, is known as the World Weather Building. Uh, there on the OU campus. Wow. So, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff going on in meteorology there. I'm going to take you back a little further than that. When you were a little kid, when you were a child, uh, what got you interested in broadcasting? Uh, broadcasting. It looked just looked like it was fun. Uh, you know, the, the, and even though it was a big city, since I grew up, you know, in the suburbs of New York, uh, they still had a, had a good time doing what they were doing. Obviously, there's serious news. There's serious weather sometimes, although we never had tornado warnings or anything like that as I was growing up. Uh, but uh, when I was eight, we did have uh, Hurricane Donna 
come right across Long Island. And uh, that's one of the things, I think, that really turned me on to meteorology uh, and TV secondarily, maybe. Now, was your job in Oklahoma City, was that your first time on the air? It was, yeah, in the summer of 1975. I uh, filled in on the weekends. Uh, my boss, I also worked at a private weather company in Oklahoma City. My boss was the weekend guy, and when the weekday guy took vacation, <clears throat> my boss would fill in for him, and I had the opportunity to fill in on the weekends for my boss. So how did you wind up here in Wichita? There was a job opening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, were you looking, or did they come after you? Uh, I had, well, what uh, most people... you have people, an agent? Well, yeah, I have an agent, except the type of agent that she was... Uh, was when a station was looking for someone in a particular position, they would send five or 10 or 15 videotapes yeah. out to the television station, and then they could go through all of that. So it wasn't like a one-on-one -on -one personal relationship with, uh, with the agent, uh, but that's how I found out about the job. Anyone in broadcasting knows 38 years is an uncommonly long time to be with a TV or a radio station. Yes, yeah, the guy that. who has been how many? <laughs> well, I've only been at this station for about 20. Well, yeah, but that's <laughs> but all. 38, well, I, uh, I got to go a while. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. I mean, you, you know, you obviously had a family here. Yep. I raised my kids here. I didn't want them to go anywhere else. Right. I thought if I can make it here and not move them around the country, yeah, that'd be a oh, good idea. Absolutely. So, what did you? What were your thoughts on that? You know, at, at first, when my agent called me and said there are some folks in Wichita that want to talk to you, I said I was in Oak City, and I was like, Wichita? <laughs> Big question well, mark. Well, now, now Oklahoma City. Let's they face it. It's what about twice as large a market, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a big market. Yes, it is. And definitely. You're coming that. to a smaller market. Oh yeah. 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 But uh, that wasn't it. I just didn't really know anything about Wichita. Okay. I had been through Wichita one time driving uh, from Oklahoma City out to Colorado uh, back in back, uh, 1973, right after I graduated from college. Uh, but I didn't really know anything about it. But they, I called them. They said, come on up for an interview. Came up, uh, did an interview. And, uh, well, as they say, the rest is history. Now, uh, so... Obviously, you, you kind of liked it here, or you wouldn't have, you would have gone away. Well, yeah, I mean, exactly. Did, I mean, I mean, this is good. How many did you have some offers over the years? Uh, I I did. Yeah. Uh, never made it public, but uh, <laughs> when what... when when Jim O'Donnell retired, Kate came after me. Uh, that uh, didn't happen, fortunately. Uh, you know, other than that, I really didn't look hard uh, for anything else. I enjoyed where I was working. I really enjoyed the people I was working with, and of course, as a meteorologist, the weather in Kansas. And of course, as we came to find out, my wife and I, uh, it's a, is, as you were saying, it's a great place to raise a family. And so we did, and now we not just have family, we have grandkids now. They now live here in Wichita. So, uh, you, you know, you can't, everybody's asking me, are we going to move? Are we going to leave Wichita? And all I have to say is grandkids. Yeah, the roots go deep, don't they? Yes, they do. And before you know it. Okay. <laughs> Definitely that. You know, and uh, in 2008, you were inducted into the Kansas Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Was that a proud evening for you? Oh, absolutely. I had no idea it was coming. Uh, until I thought it was just me. <laughs> no. <laughs> you and I were inducted on the same night. Yeah, yeah, along with Mitch, uh, posthumously Mitch, Mitch, well, and, Mitch and, Jim and Jim O'Donnell. Wow. Exactly. The yeah. class of 2008, that's, that's the right. uh, KAB Hall of Fame 
uh, class that the, that the stars shined on. Oh, wow. oh. <laughs> am, I, am I being ridiculous? No. Uh. But it really, you know, think about that. Uh, we didn't get any money for it or anything, but no, no. wow, this is a peer recognition. Oh, yeah, the, the honor is just uh, is spectacular. And uh, the only thing that, uh, that might have beat that was uh, just a few weeks ago when I uh, was awarded the Silver Circle Award from the uh, Heartland Emmy Association. Wow. Uh, the folks for television uh, in Colorado, Kansas, Nebraska, and Oklahoma. And basically, it's a, it's, it's a lifetime achievement mm-hmm. award. You have to be in the business 25 years. Uh, there was one gentleman at our ceremony uh, who had been 50 years uh, in, in broadcasting. Wow. And mine 44 paled <laughs> compared mm-hmm. to his, that's wow. for sure. And there's something to be seen, you know, if you either you're you don't have much in imagination or staying someplace for four years. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I, I, I've told people over the years, I, I just don't have the get up and go to want to go someplace else. Really? <laughs> Gotta pack and move and all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Too many hassles with doing that. So basically you're saying you have in common what all of us broadcasters are. You're basically a lazy man. Well, <laughs> no. uh, well um, I'll tell you what, we're lazy until the, until the bell rings and uh, yeah. the severe weather comes in, then the adrenaline hits. Really, really. Talk well, about that a little bit, about that adrenaline bump. and You know, yeah. you, I, I, I can't say that I've ever noticed the adrenaline, but I know it happens because yeah. when we get severe weather, when we get the Hestons, the Andovers, the Greensburgs, all, all of those kinds of things, uh, you've really got to, you know, you've got to put your game face on. You've got to... You've got to be serious without scaring people. And uh, I think that's something that we accomplished over the years. You know, it, the Wichita market uh, has produced several TV meteorologists who've been on the air for a long time. Mm-hmm. Do you do you know your competitors? Do you ever get a chance to talk shop? Uh, not very often, yeah. but, uh, oh, I do. Uh, Dave Freeman and I, <laughs> as a matter of fact, uh, back when my wife and I moved into our current home, uh, was the same time that Dave had just come to town. And right before we had our refrigerator delivered, uh, the Sears guys had been at Dave's house. And so he sent his regards via the Sears guys because they were coming to our house right after his. Well, that is a Wichita story. Right? You know, because if you, if you go someplace and you start talking to somebody, you'll find pretty quickly they know somebody or, you've, you know, the That's whole right. thing. It's a strange, strange phenomenon. But yeah. I think yeah, and Jay and I uh, mostly just run into each other at conferences. Jay, Jay uh, Prater. Jay Prater, yeah. right, right. But then it's, you know, it's not like you give nasty looks to each other. Oh, no, no, actually. That's we not get the way along. broadcasting is. Although it, we're it very, can, very it, competitive. And no, it can be that way, though. Yeah. But it, it, it has never been with any of the folks at, at any either of the other stations. Okay. Uh, we've always got along very, very well. I understand you and Roger Cornish had some fistfights, though. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> out on the golf course, you know. Uh, <laughs> because he, he, he probably was about a four or five handicap. Uh, my handicap was swinging a golf club. Swinging a club? <laughs> yeah. You're listening to Issues 2019 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is a retired Wichita, Wichita television meteorologist Merrill Teller. Now, over the course of 38 years, Merrill, you've had a family to share your interest and uh, lend you support. Talk about that. You, you brushed on it a little bit a moment ago. Tell me about that. Yeah. Um, well, m- my wife has obviously uh, been, you know, a backbone in the family because of the crazy hours that I've had to work over the years from working from, you know, uh, one in the afternoon to 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night for most of the time. Uh, it's been a little bit better in the, about the last three years uh, when I started doing just the noon and the four o'clock newscasts. So that I'd go in at 10 in the morning, be done by 7, 
so go home and actually have dinner at our normal hour. The normal hour. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. So that's been good. Uh, our son raised here in Wichita. Uh, he went to Iowa State University for his college, met his now wife there, and uh, they did some traveling around with different jobs. He's a pilot. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, that's yes. cool. Uh, now flies for FedEx, okay. so flies one of their big planes. Okay. And uh, they came back to Wichita about uh, about six years ago uh, after having been in uh, New Hampshire, Maine, Virginia, and Denver. So, so they did that thing of going around and around. Different, different jobs yeah, yeah. required different bases, yeah. That's interesting. My son came back and landed here after... 20 years in the military, so. Oh, okay. The kids are coming home to roost. So. Isn't it nice? That's nice. <laughs> and, and how many grandkids do you we have? We have two. Two. A boy and a girl. Oh, they're not yeah. spoiled, are they? Oh, only by, <laughs> only by their two grandmothers. <laughs> I'll bet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's something to watch. Well, let's talk about the weather a little bit. It seems that, if, to me, it seems a larger and larger portion of local TV news blocks devoted to weather. Uh, am I just imagining that? Uh, you know, a little more FaceTime than you used to. Not really. Or you don't think, uh, I think really. Okay. Uh, well, now that's that, you know I can't speak about other markets. Okay. I don't get to see other markets very often. But I know in ours, it's been pretty standard uh, over the years to have uh, the main weathercast uh, would be about three minutes or maybe three and a half. Um, you know, there'd be instances obviously where you've got storms going on, even if not severe, you have to take a little more time showing the radar to folks so they'll know where storms are and if there might be a threat. So you'd get a little bit of extra time for that. Rarely did they, did they cut us back though, uh, which is kind of nice. And even if they did, we just keep talking. Anyway. Well, you do, you're talking about a, a 30 minute newscast, you know, right. the average viewer is going to see 30 minutes, but of that time, it's divided up not only in news, uh, uh, sports and weather. You got commercials to play in there. Yep. How much actual airtime uh, do we use for news and sports? I, I think About most eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it feels like that. Yeah. Uh, I think probably because of three or four commercial breaks, most of those around two minutes. So yeah, about eight minutes oh. of commercial time. Wow. Okay. So yeah, that gives you twenty-two of actual content. You ever getting complaints about being on the air too much? Yes. Once or twice. I'm sure that a happens day. during prime time severe weather coverage. You know, they, they want to watch the, the, the show and, they, and here you come. Right? They do. And uh, all I can say is now I can say it because I couldn't have in the past. That's people who are just too selfish. Oh. Because what we're trying to do is our number one job, and that's keep people safe. And I'm sorry if we're going to cut into your show. There are, nowadays, there are many, many ways to watch programs uh, that are in repeat. Uh, over the internet, so there's just there's no excuse for folks to say, "I want my show. I don't care that storm's not in my backyard." Well, I guess most people are like there are many people. Are many like people not are like that. People. <laughs> no, 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 because we also get a lot of great comments from folks who will say, "Thank you for being on the air. Uh, we didn't mind you breaking into the program because we know you're keeping people safe." And that it's it sounds like sometimes uh, like we're puffing ourselves up a little bit. Uh, I, I'm not me, but uh, when we do weather, because we do it on the radio too. Sure. And we do severe weather, but are we puffing ourselves up a little bit? Or do you think we're actually having an impact in saving lives? Well, just talk to people from Greensburg, Kansas, or, you know, from Andover or Heston, and you'll find out that uh, people really do, they pay attention to what we're saying, and uh, they are thankful that we're doing what we're doing in the great majority. 
I think the, the naysayers are still certainly a, a significant minority. I think over the past 15 or 20 years, it's been become even more important and people are paying stricter attention. Don't well, you? Oh, uh, well, because yeah. Because there's so many, not only TV sources. and radio, there are other sources too. Yeah. Oh, well, certainly having a computer in your hands, known as a smartphone, uh, gives people the ability to have information at their fingertips, but they may not, not, not know what to do with that information. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we still come in. Uh, uh, we're just going to, my next question was talking about the technological changes. Not only that, but uh, what you have in front of you when you're in the studio or in your portion there, uh, what, four or five computer screens? How many you got Oh, there? yeah. Uh, well, if <laughs> And we're, when you started out, there probably were no computers. There were no computers when I started. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Wow. No, we had, uh, we had uh, maps that were on big boards with plexiglass in front of them, and we <laughs> used magic marker yeah. uh, to write on them, the cold fronts and the warm fronts and all that, temperatures. Right. And then it would just get washed off uh, after each show. And before and that, uh, I think they had little felt clouds that they stuck Oh, with they, magnetics. Really, yeah, I had primitive. When I worked in Wichita Falls, Texas, we had magnetic maps, and you had little magnetic numbers and magnetic cold fronts and warm fronts, the whole ball of wax. So, yes, it goes back that far. Yeah. Uh, and then I think we got our first computer around 1983 or 84, and it's been onward and upward since then. I'll tell you what, another part of it, National Weather Service, uh, to me, has become more, so much more sophisticated those guys are really helpful for what we do, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that. they're giving you a lot of good stuff. Yeah, and, and a lot of that has to do with the technology. Uh, forecast models are getting better for day-to-day -day forecasting. And, of course, when, one of the biggest advan advances that we've seen in the last few decades uh, was Doppler radar when it comes to severe weather. Because okay. now you don't just see where a storm is, but you can see inside a storm, see what the winds are doing, detect rotation, and where before Doppler radar, uh, most severe weather warnings, particularly tornado warnings, would happen three to five minutes after the tornado had already occurred. Yeah. Now there's a 10 to 20 minute lead time for folks, and that's something that saves lives. And we've also seen it as much as giving you several hours it can. Say, hey, these these conditions. I remember a couple times they they were pretty accurate on that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's been it's been a great thing. I would uh, I went through go through Greensburg the other day. Ah, wow. Yeah, it's still. I mean, I I was out there for the tenth anniversary. Oh, were you? Yeah, yeah. And um, there there's still signs. Obviously, ninety five percent of the town was wiped off. Yeah, the map. yeah. So, but boy, they've done a nice job with their downtown area, the yeah. new schools. Uh, well, and they say that that, uh, that doggone thing was almost two miles wide. Right, right. And that's that's not your typical <laughs> tornado, Kansas you're or your, no Kansas. You get in your golf cart, and it's going to take you about 20 minutes to go that far. <laughs> yes, it would. It really is. Yeah. It's a huge tornado. And they've built it back. Built they it have. Back green. Uh, so what are the other big stories that you've covered over the years, big tornadoes? There's that. Yeah, well, yeah. Greensburg. You, were here for, you, you were here for Andover. I was here even before that for the Heston tornado in Heston. 1990. Yeah. And then Andover in 91. Uh, Hoisington, I uh, believe that was 99. Uh, and then, oh, well, 99 was also the Hayesville tornado. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. just did a special this year on uh, the anniversary of that. So uh, been around for a few of those, been around for a couple of snowstorms. A snowstorm is going to be <laughs> booger, too. <laughs> my my, my uh, second winter in uh, Wichita, I couldn't get beyond uh, my driveway uh, it was the last of January, 1st of February. We had uh, like 11 inches of snow over two days. I was driving a Camaro. Oh. A little bit low to the ground for 11 inches of snow. 
Okay, I want to switch off here a little bit. Sure. Uh, some of us remember Channel 12 News before you and Roger and <laughs> Susan Peters and Cindy Close and Bruce Hurdle got together, that team. And frankly, it wasn't very good and before I, that. I still ask myself sometimes, <laughs> why did I come here? Because when I came up for my interview, I got The reputation to see, had to be terrible. Well, we were oh, definitely that. And as we like to say, or I like to say anyway, we were the number four station in a three-station market. <laughs> yep. It was that, it was that bad. Ratings-wise... Uh, back then, uh, Cake was getting ratings in the in the mid 30s to near 40. We were lucky to hit 10. Well, now it's of course a Who little bit different. Who put that together? Was it uh, Bergamo? Uh, well, Ross Beach and uh, Bob Schmidt were oh, the okay. owners who bought us from yeah. the Minneapolis Star and Tribune in uh, in 1973, mm. and they brought Ron Bergamo in uh, as general manager. So uh, between them, uh, because my understanding is number one. The biggest problem before they took over was the technology. Yeah. Nothing worked. Everything was constantly breaking down. My understanding is they had budgeted a million dollars in technology uh, when they first took over the station and ended up spending about two million in the first year. And I, what a difference that's going to make. I worked with a guy who ran camera out there at one time, and he said basically the engineer would come out, take a look at it, slap the camera upside. <laughs> yes. That ought to work now. Yeah, that's it was it. that primitive. But uh, what did, talk a little bit about that team. Do you guys all get along together most oh. of the time? <laughs> yeah. Some of the time? I, I, I can't even remember having an argument ever. Really? With, with, yeah. The, Come on. No, we all. And, and it, now listen, I know Bruce Hurdle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there had to be something. And I listened to him many mornings <laughs> yeah. on the other station. Yeah. Uh, no, really not. Well, of course, my second love is sports. So See, now what, You're into soccer. Oh, well, I, I've been refereeing youth soccer for about 27 years wow. now. Okay. Yeah. But growing up in New York, where you have two teams at a minimum in every sport, uh, you know, had to love all sports. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Bruce and I would always find he being a Red Sox guy, me being a New York guy, although more Mets than Yankees nowadays, uh, we, we'd always have something to talk about. Yeah. And Roger, all you had to do was mention either golf or the Indianapolis 500 yeah. and car racing. It was, yes, car yeah. racing. Right. And it was off to the races. Yeah. And then, <laughs> right off the so race. to speak, okay. yes, yeah. no pun intended. Uh, I didn't even realize I was saying that way. <laughs> uh, and Cindy, of course, she's just a consummate professional. Yeah. Uh, and Susan, that. Susan likewise. Susan yeah. always did such a good job. You know, retirement means more time, uh, I guess, to yourself and your family. I'm, I'm thinking it does. How, mm -hmm. how, do you, how are you going to fill the hours, or how have you started to fill the hours? Uh, so far, sleeping in. Uh, if we feel like staying up late to watch a movie, we stay up late to watch a movie and sleep in until 10 or 11 the next morning. Uh, wow. You know, little things like that. Uh, so far, I have only found one downside to it. Okay. Losing track of what day of the week it is. Really? You know? I've always, you've, I've always known what day of the week it is because other than, the, you know, you had the weekend, but that, that helped also, having that breakup between weekday and weekend. Well, now every day is a weekend, and so I, uh, even it's only been a week and a half, and mm. I did find myself last week kind of going, is this Thursday or Friday? You know, you just, uh, I feel so sorry for you. I'm sure. <laughs> you're, about to, you're about to make me mad now. Oh, I'm sorry, Steve. <laughs> The envy, can you see the green coming, the envy? Oh, yeah, I tell you what, you're losing your hair over it, aren't <laughs> really, you? Really, I already have. <laughs> hey, listen, in all seriousness, uh, Merrill, you and I have done some things on the radio together. For sure. And, uh, 
and got to know each other pretty well over the years, and it's been it's been a privilege to work with you. You've always been a real professional, and and we we appreciate that. And, and thank you for your contributions to local broadcasting and to television. I think you've really had a great career, and I, I'm speaking for the entire market of saying <laughs> uh, we appreciate what you've done. Well, thanks for being. Thank you that. so much, Steve, and uh, same right back at you, sir. I hope you have a great retirement. I'm going to have to come and find out what to do. Well, there's nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Volunteer right. work. There you go. Our guest, retired Wichita Television meteorologist Merrill Teller. And thanks again, Merrill, for being with us. That's all for this edition of Issues 2019. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs> But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.